We're ready to talk some beer. We're ready to talk some music. We're ready to talk some shit. This is what we do. What's going on? Pouring it, pouring it up, man. It's one of those. That's good, man. I've been staring at this beer all week, so I've been anticipating. I haven't had a, I don't know if I had a beer all week. I had one the other day, but a couple. But I've been looking forward to this one. Um, yeah, I'll start it off because I'll tell you what I've been looking at all week, and it's this green apple salty lady from Martin House, our friends at Martin House. Um, and yeah, man, if we talked about Salty Lady before. It's kind of like one of their their mainstays. They have different versions of it, and this one's their new one. Um, 5.2, it's a fruited sour. Smells like green apple. Smells like those lollipops that you get during uh, yeah during Halloween, uh, like a caramel apple pop. And, and I hope it doesn't do me wrong, because I'm really looking forward to it. It's cold. It sounds so good. It sounds so, so <laughs> it good. It smells good. It smells good right now. So let's let's give it a taste. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's, What's the uh, deal? Is it, is it too much of the apple? No, I think it's too much of the salt, like the salty lady aspect of it, which I wanted to be, I don't know. Let me, hold on, let me get a few more drinks in, because I, Maybe I was expecting something different. It was just a, another taste I wasn't expecting, so it caught me off guard. Fair enough. Fair enough. Expectations do dictate a lot. I'm going to let it breathe. I'll, I'll give you an update here in a bit on how it's tasting. Because now it kind of just tastes like a salty lady, which I'm fine with. And it smells like a yeah. green apple. I'm just not getting any like a heavy green apple flavor. Um, update. Update uh, coming soon. What are you drinking on? So I went Martin House myself. I tried to get the green apple. We talked about that, but I didn't find it over here. So I guess it just hasn't worked its way this way. But I'm excited about what I got. So have you seen this? It's Shell Shock Imperial Stout with pecans, fudge, caramel, and vanilla at a fat, thick 10% alcohol. But look at this can. It's the coolest can ever. So it's uh, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Ninja Turtle, and he doesn't have the mask on, so you you don't know who he is, but you see that he has the size in his hand, so that means that he's Raphael. Yeah. Um, so the badass, the really the the wild card, um, if you will, the loose cannon of yeah. the Ninja Turtles, and um, and then you see like Shredder's hand on the side, and I don't know if they're just like pushing it if they're able to do that. Cause that seems like a heavy licensing concern, but um, it's badass, And I want that like on a t-shirt or skateboard deck or. Yeah. T-shirt would be cool. Um, I've, I've seen it before. I am stirring away of all chocolate Martin houses just because the last one I had was so awful. Um, I won't get one until maybe, I mean, I haven't gotten that other one she told me last week, the Hershey's uh, Yingling, but you tell me that one's mm-hmm. good. I might grab that one. How is it? It's good, but it's got a hell of a lot going on. 
Sounds like like it. a lot. You said what was the first thing you said? Uh, pecan. So yeah, pecans, fudge, caramel, and vanilla. And you kind of you taste every bit of it. It's yeah. a, almost a little bit busy, if that makes sense. We ever have some beers that just have like a lot going on? Um, yeah. So like the chocolate one I was thinking about from Martin House that I had was like a peanut butter chocolate covered pretzel or something like that. And oh, it could, yeah, have, and that could have been a, it could have been a salted one. They could have thrown salted in there too. And it was just mm. way too much. Like um I think I ended up pouring that one down the drain because it was just like yeah. it's not what I wanted at the time and it was just way too much going on and the saltiness kind of threw me off a bit too. Uh, I was wanting like a sweet stout or something, but that's not yeah. what was happening. This is way on the sweeter side, but it's like, I don't know. Cause you don't taste 10% for sure. For sure. You know how sometimes, you know, stouts hold, like they hide their, their alcohol content yeah. better than a lot of other beers, like an IPA. You can damn near guess what the actual percentage is by the, the amount of hoppiness. But on stouts, it's kind of, you don't necessarily notice it. But um, it's like it's hiding behind all the caramel flavor. Like I get the heavy caramel flavor like in the in the finish of it. And the, it's almost like it's really thick. It's It almost feels like syrupy. Uh, it's, yeah. Like I, I like it, but I don't love it. And I don't know if I'm going to recommend it if you're not already really heavily into that type of a type of style i think i'm going the same like it's okay but i probably wouldn't recommend people buying a, a six pack of this green apple salty lady unless you really like sours but yeah. uh, even then i'd just rather get the regular salty lady um there's really not too much you could smell the green apple but you can't really taste any of the green apple uh when you get it, it just tastes like a salty lady after a few drinks that's, in just that's fine. wild I, but i thought it would be the other way around like i would have thought that it would be like that's what i was almost expecting. like artificial candy yeah. tasting that's what i was expecting um that's what i wanted kind of because i really like green apple like the flavor oh well i got a salty lady which is fine like just here we go so you have much going on this previous weekend sir i did not um did a lot of nothing a lot of netflix we watched we finally pushed play on i don't know if you watched ozark we, we pushed play on ozark which is a drug type of oh it's a pretty big series um did you on, did you are you starting it for the first time or did you or you yeah. jumping into the latest season yeah just started it for the first time finally pushed play on it we got through like a couple of seasons this weekend and pretty good show pretty so, good show it's, um, it's pretty good I dig it. That's one of the it? few. Okay. Yeah. One of the very few things. Like I saw like the first two seasons, but like it's something within the last 10 years that I actually watched. So That's surprising. I'm more it is, it is. It's shocking, but I did enjoy it. It's Jason Bateman. Yeah. Uh, it, it's good writing. Everybody plays their, their parts well in that. Like it is. And it keeps you engaged. Uh quite a like it doesn't have too much lulls to where you kind of get tired yeah. of it. There's always something going on. Um so yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing that, and it hasn't been spoiled for me, so that's nice. Uh, but yeah, just did that. Watched a couple of a uh, couple of movies, and really, before you know it, the time changed, and now it gets dark at like 3 p.m. and time to go to sleep. And we have like what shorter days? We have like five hour days now. 
it's something like that maybe four and a half ish like it's weird like i don't know it's just weird but i work from home i get off at six but it's already dark by the time i like walk out of the room and um i don't know i kind of like it but i kind of don't because i'm i'm getting tired way earlier than i should like a little bit of adjustment that's one thing but it's like hitting me hard at like nine o'clock i'm like already falling asleep on the couch just feels weird it does because like nine feels like midnight now or 2 a.m and then you wake up and like it's already i don't know things are already happening like it's already you don't get that morning dew it's already like mid-afternoon and uh it's sweet morning dew (laughs) yeah just it's already afternoon it's already lunchtime by the time you wake up and you just get that four hours to do what you need to do, and then it's already nighttime, which is weird. <laughs> it's time to turn in. Yeah. It's that's, so weird that's that we do of this your every birthday, year. Man. Yeah, true. Um, no, I mean, we do this every year, and I never get used to it. Uh, oh, well. Almanacs. Isn't it supposed to go away? I thought that they, Almanacs, I thought that they had voted against time, and this was supposed to stop. Or is this the last year? Or I, I don't I know how they that did shit too. works. I has, I thought there was a vote. Like I didn't vote, but if I if I had a vote, um, I would have yeah been for the getting rid of it. But I want to say it could have been just like for a town of like ten people who just like we're not going to do this anymore, guys. Like the town of a hundred was like we're not changing our clocks. Sorry, everybody. Or, nope, we're standing up against yeah. it. Yeah, they probably had a a vote, a city council vote, and they're living the life right now because. They're just on regular time, all time. So, yeah, they they can go outside at seven yeah. o'clock and still water their grass because it's not pitch black outside. But no, I don't know. They need to get rid of this bullshit unless this is the time it's supposed to be. Because again, I don't know how it works. So it's this so could weird, be right? how early it's supposed to be. Yeah, um, I'm not a scientist. So I can't I can't speak on it too much. Who would you think <laughs> would be the the owner of time like if you were to put like a celebrity or like a if you want a musician or rapper or something as being like he would be the one i follow if you know he was like the godfather of time see now whenever you use godfather then it makes me think of some sort of elder statesman type of person first person that came to mind as much as i hate talking about him again is kanye it's because he lives in the future. So I felt like there was a time thing. It's like he sampled old music, but then he lives in the future and um, completely ignores what's going on in the present. So um, I don't know. That was my that was my initial guess. Do you have another, another I was, name? I was thinking like death row type thing. Like my first thing was like Nate Dogg, but of course, you know, he passed. So maybe in the dog realm of maybe Snoop Dogg or, or Dr. Dre, it's like being being the the gatekeeper of time like he should be the ambassador of world world clock he should just be the the person who says hey this this time and then it cuts to him in his face and it's just like it's party time and it just <laughs> the beat drops <laughs> and then the video starts and we're keeping our heads ringing then you just hear some snoop like i'm cool with that like i'm cool with starting everything like that if if I could be a celebrity, it'd probably be Snoop. Like he he won life, right? Is anybody like there's people that have more money or whatever, more influence and power, but he's living the best life, isn't he? I think you hit the the word that I was thinking of is 
I don't think he ever wanted any power. He just wanted to do everything. And that's what he's doing. And uh, so like power, you know, the money, hunger, hungry, like, I don't even think he's money hungry. I just think he likes to get paid to do things. And he's just taking advantage of that. And he's just like, he's a yes man. He's just saying yes to everything. And uh, yeah, really loves he does him. everything. Yeah, everybody loves him. He looks the same. Uh, and he can do bad. He can do really, really bad stuff. Like as far as like, you know, murder. Um, and then also just like not quality stuff either. Like he's put out, he's put out like 80 albums in the past year. I think that nobody's heard. Uh, Didn't know what he's heard. Cookbooks, um, nursery rhymes, football teams. He can do everything and fail and still just be like, oh man, good for Snoop though. Yeah. Cause you just like hearing his voice and stuff like that. And you're like, if, if Snoop ever endorses a thing, you're like, yeah, I'm with that. So it's like all you might be flipping through the channels and he's on a commercial for like a Japanese fruit beverage. It comes in a glass bottle, but he's drinking it and he's in the commercial doing his Snoop thing because he's always distinctly himself. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm going to go buy that because I, I want to be like Snoop. He's just so cool. And he's like at least 13 feet tall, if I'm not mistaken. Close, and yeah. Um, yeah, something around like 110 pounds, 13, 13. feet. 13 sounds like a crip number. So yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds crip as fuck. So, um, which yeah, yo, he could just okay. be at like a gun or like a violent, like rally and just throw up crip signs and sea walk. And everybody's like, Oh yeah, cool. Fun. We're doing that. And then it's just like, bring out all the crips. He can babysit my kid. All the crip 13s. Yeah. Like, he can do that, dude. Okay. So I deliberately use the F word just a moment ago because it was brought to my attention that a lot of our pods for some reason are not getting the explicit um label on the streaming services have you had you notice that because i didn't until it was brought up that's funny i uh told somebody today um because they said that i cussed the other day and i usually don't cuss in front of people like um i'm very intentional with my cuss words uh i just don't yeah. throw them out all nilly willy um I don't, I just don't cuss. I'm not a, I'm not a big person that cuss. And especially, I mean, not in front of like children or women type thing. Like if it is, it's, it's me being sarcastic and just trying to be funny when I throw one out. But, yeah. um, and they were just messing around. They they were just like, no, you didn't say that. And I was like, I know I didn't say that. Cause I wouldn't say it in front of, in front of God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so uh, maybe I'll, I'll save it and unleash it on pod so we can get that E. Get that E. Yeah. It just feels like, that's like a little bit of legitimacy, like, oh, these guys go there. And like, that's what you want from a podcast, right? Are people that go there? And um, that's, that's, that's what the fuck we do, man. Like, dude, it like, it's funny, because it comes out naturally whenever I'm angry at something, like all the all the terms, all the words come out. But not like, it's still not the whole casual thing that some people are. And I really feel almost guilty if I ever texted like typing out the f word to me just feels like a little bit weird even if it if it matches and you know how sometimes like guys can attest to this thing where it's like if you have the friend that curses more than than normal then you tend to do it a little bit to kind of match their energy but and it and also the same thing works in reverse but like if i'm ever typing it out because the the person I'm, i'm messaging also uh talks like that a lot like it still feels kind of weird. Like it, it looks really, it, like really strong, whenever it's written out. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess my whole thought on just cussing is I always felt like it was um, a little uneducated and kind of you can't find something better to say. And But then I get also it's, it's just fun to cuss, too. Like, I love when little kids cuss. Um, I love when my rappers cuss. I love when Taylor Swift club. No, I don't. I talked about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't mind it. Like, I don't mind people doing it. I find it mostly funny. Um, and there's a point where you do have to cuss sometimes. But, you know, when you're talking to, like, you know, people on the cash register or driving. Driving is probably the biggest one. Like, everybody cusses when they drive. I, I don't care who you if are. If you don't, then you're probably going to commit a crime or something like that because you don't have an outlet you need to be able to let that shit out while you're driving let those words fly whenever someone cuts you off or doesn't use their blinker that's a big one for me like that i can know that you're moving into my lane but if you don't hit the blinker until you're already halfway in my lane i lose my shit and um that's whenever you can that's that's an appropriate time to get those words out man because you have to release that that tension that pressure same uh just a shark. We have. We should have like a shark tank drop or something every time we throw an idea out. Um, we'll get it on that. Uh, but I was thinking, yeah. you know how they have like the the fake where you like can get money if you like just walk like for miles and stuff like that. You, I forgot what that, yeah. that app is called. They should have one in your car built in, like an Alexa type of add on. To where if you cuss so much in your car, you get like ten bucks at the end of the month. Like it should be taken off your insurance. Um, yeah, so save you on your insurance, maybe like 10 cents, 20 cents, 30 cents off a gallon yeah. of gas. Yeah. And like, and you can, you can use your rewards however you want to use them. And it like should be on like, the level of cuss words. So like dumbass is 10 cents, but like, fuck you, you fucking fuck. That's like a solid 50 cents. Um, yeah. Or we hope Do your need- kids die. Like that's a good 30, 37 cents or something. Uh, Man. I hate whenever I do that one too, because I do that from time to time where I'm just like, I hope that guy fucking wrecks his truck. And um <laughs> yeah, it's just like it really does. It just it gets gross, man. It gets gross in the car. I have a real I have you know, a real problem. But thinking about that app, too. Yeah, this app, it could reward you. Um thinking about it too. I don't think I've ever been on the other end. Like, I don't think I've ever cut anybody off or not used my blinker. <laughs> there's no way that I have because I know that I'm a perfect driver and I pay attention to things and I'm also courteous. So there's no way that anyone's cussing at me unless they're racist or something like that. I'm guessing that's, that's the only reason why you would be mad at me is if it was a racial thing, because I'm delightful on the road and whatever it is. I agree. I agree. I mean, gentlemen and uh podcaster father uh, that's on your bumper sticker, I think so. Gentleman and a podcaster is kind of hard. Like, That's that good. sounds like the name of a podcast. Like, we do need to have a, the Shark Tank bin for all these ideas because, like, we just we do this constantly. Like, we don't even try to do it. We just recognize whenever there's a good idea that's available. You know, some some people were put on this earth to uh, to be like Snoop and do everything. We were put on to podcast and listen to great music and come up with ideas that nobody will probably ever use uh but anyways enough of enough of the great ideas we have going um what'd you get into this weekend i think that was a long-winded answer if i didn't do anything uh <laughs> what did you get into anything <laughs> you took the scenic route on that one huh it, um yeah so this weekend it was uh enough, much of the same 
but it was the the culmination of all that with the the kids sports. So um, this is actually pretty dope. So um, my nine year old, she's, you know, she was playing soccer. This is the first season of soccer. And you know how they always do with those types of things where they, whenever they draft their teams, they try to make them all fairly even in terms of like the real power players who are in that and stuff like that. And, um, you know, everybody had pretty even teams except for this one team, the red team. That was the color of their shirt who had like a bunch of club players and the coach was like a club coach. Right. So they were like the, whoever the mighty ducks faced off against, I don't know, probably like a bunch of Russians or something like that. Right. So those are the bad guys in this scenario. And they were just kicking everyone's asses. Like every time it would be like six Oh seven Oh, like nobody could barely even score on them. They were just, you know, they're monsters. Right. Plus they were a little bit older. I think it's like they had more of the older into the age range. So yeah, they had the better gear. They had like the better jerseys. Um, they all came with cool backpacks. They all had Jordan ones on pregame. Yeah, (laughs) those those people. They had they had the whole yeah every every single detail. Team captain team team captain. Her name was Samantha, uh, with a Z. (laughs) (laughs) With a Z, and it just and that's all it had on on the jersey. They had really cool custom water bottles and stuff. Like they were they walked in in slow motion every single time it was yeah. definitely one of those situations so then like we're, you know we're playing and we're it's like we're average we're like within the season itself and then it goes into like the tournament like the little postseason thing and they um they lost their first game in a double elimination tournament and then they start coming back and they start winning every game and they're coming up to the losers bracket and meanwhile the mean ass red team is up there just dominating everybody just killing everybody and then they won their game. So they had two games, which was, um, it was like 28 degrees or something whenever we got up. Cause we actually got snow on Friday. It got cold as hell. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was super cold in the morning. Cause they played at like nine and they went out there and then they won in overtime. And then you got to square off against the red team who is playing, you know, they have to play them later on in that day. So we're at a disadvantage. We've been up early. We already had our one game that day, but because of their the way that the bracket worked, they didn't even play that day. So this is gonna they're gonna be fresh. It was already warming up to like sixty something degrees. So they start playing and it's neck and neck, and we're holding them out more than anybody has. And um, we ended up coming all the way back, and they we won six to five, oh, and we yeah. defeated the undefeated red team. And it was awesome, especially because their coach was a dick. And he kept, he, he was, like I said, he's a club coach. So he kept yelling at the kids a lot. He was yelling at the refs for these calls and stuff. Just stupid stuff that just didn't need to be done for, you know what I mean? Third and fourth graders. Yeah. But uh, um, so it was like, it made it that much more sweet whenever um, he was just completely pissed off whenever they won with like 30 seconds left to go was whenever they had that last goal. Just had to hold him out. and. Like it was perfect. It really felt like a movie. That's awesome. The whole time you were talking, I was thinking I'm casting like, who am I casting as you? Obviously like Antonio Banderas or someone. Um, You're the dad. Clearly. Uh, We'll do your kid. Zendaya, maybe. Um, She can play her. Uh, She can do it all. The, the opposing coach. uh, I am somebody with just like a, a foul face. What about like a, um, I was gonna say maybe Vin Diesel, 
or something like that. Like someone bald. I, I pictured somebody bald whenever you're talking. Um, we can get some some guest spots in there. Maybe Snoop can be the ref. <laughs> we can do Snoop yeah. as the ref. <laughs> he's the wise ref. old ref that yeah. just that calms the situation down, and he's like, "It's just a game," and like, <laughs> and and he gets everyone to. <laughs> Which to chill even, out, which even plays into them being the red team, and then uh, he's just kind of anti them, and he's just all up in the other opposing coach's face. Um, right, and we were the green team. Of course, he's going to support the green team. Like exactly. we actually were green. This is perfect. It's writing itself. Yeah, I'll come up with the full script and um, I'll pitch it to Tyler Perry, and we can get that going. It's great though, man. That's awesome. Like they came back and they won and y'all defeated them. It is a movie. That's like a movie script right there. Uh that's what doing... it felt like. Yeah. Like it was funny because then it's like all the parents who just awkwardly sat next to each other like for the last couple months or whatever. We all just became friends and we're talking and every yeah. parent's exchanging numbers and saying, let's get our kids together. There's no way we're gonna do that. Like Right. But at the time, you're just kind of riding that high, like, yo, we're all a f- one big family because it's we defeated the bad guys. But it's like we're, we're not we're not actually gonna call you. But um, but it felt it felt like it at the time. So that's so I good. Know. I really can't wait to see this movie now. Um, I'm a sucker for that. I mean, you know how much I love sports and the underdog story, and yeah, I mean, I've been watching soccer too for the past few months, just like you. So. Uh, it was nice that y'all won. And what'd y'all get? Y'all get trophies? Y'all get medals? Get yeah, ribbons? they actually got trophies for this because yeah. it's they're old enough where they, they don't do. Or, or, I don't know. Maybe they we didn't lose, so I don't know what the losers get. You <laughs> feel me? I think that they maybe all got medals, but we did get the actual medal trophies, which was pretty cool. So they were actually pretty good quality trophies. And then we all had um, some like squeezits or I don't know, maybe some Teddy Grams, but. It was pretty dope. And I go out uh, for pizza. Did yeah. I go out for pizza after? What, what did we get? Because we we let her pick the the thing, and we had just had pizza in the week as like a you know midway through the tournament thing with the the oh, coaches yeah. and the parents and everything like that. So we had already done that sort of thing. So it was just like we we let um our nine year old pick dinner, and I think she got like I think she wanted pho from oh, the okay. the local. The local Vietnamese spot, so I believe so, something. Like, I'm almost positive that's what it was. Which, you, if so, it was yeah. snowing, that's like perfect, perfect food. Um, man, yeah. that sounds like a great weekend, man. Like you could, it's just like a in like a basically a permanent memory in probably all y'all's lives. Like you'll at least have that weekend against the red team. Yeah, I might lose my job. My music might flop. I don't know. <laughs> But we'll always have defeated the red team in a startling upset. Hey, Chris, can you do something for me? <laughs> have you seen the memes on those things? <laughs> have you seen the, the Drake memes on the 21? Can you do something for me? There's been some good ones. There's there been, has been there's been a a lot. It, it it's funny because they didn't hit like first day. It took just a little bit for them to come out, but then they started hitting them. I get, I think whenever once the song started sitting with the people, that's whenever the memes start coming unleashed. It's so good. It's just like it it solidifies that no one's safe from from the internet. 
I mean, and nobody. then nobody. The, the, and so, like, the album came out, Drake, 21, Her Loss, uh, their collab album came out. And I think it's gotten, like, pretty good responses from from the most part of, of, of what I'm hearing. But then yet, they can still get these jokes off because nobody's yeah. safe from these jokes. And, uh, yeah, man, let's let's get into it. Um, so 21 Savage, Drake, Her Loss. Um, I got through it a couple times over the weekend. I... I liked what I heard. Like there was, it was a solid album. Um, definitely hip hop, more rap. Things were missing from the, you know, honestly, never mind. I think he was kind of saving for this. Uh, we had spoke on. It's funny because we spoke maybe the past couple months on Twenty One Savage, and uh, kind of just saying that he's kind of found in found his place in the in the hip hop game. Um, he has a distinct yeah. sound now. He's he's been floating on a few things here and there that sound really good. Uh, he's just matured as an artist, and uh, having Drake, the co-sign of Drake, and and doing this album with him puts him on another level, I think. And I thought he did well. He's not overly done on this album; like he's here and there. Uh, it's a Drake-driven album. Um, That's good and thing. I liked it. I liked it. Like I thought it it started off okay, and then it got stronger. Um, and then you're going to have the few that are just like thrown in type of like, I don't know, club hits, you know, people, yeah. people are going to like their ones that they do. Um, I think everybody's kind of been focused on the bars here and there that have been thrown out. Um, but I know for me, like Rich Flex, Major Distribution, or some standouts for me, um, Broke Boys, Circo Loco, Middle of the Ocean, those ones are pretty good ones. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a solid hour. It's an hour max or hour uh, straight up, sixteen songs. Yeah. So it's a it's a nice listen. It's a nice pace, and um, I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this Drake. He was he was talking his shit, and uh, he was doing his thing. I, I liked it. Um, what are your thoughts on it? I liked it. I'm not as enthusiastic necessarily. Like, so a couple things going into it, like. He did what I expected him to do, which is which was the right move, especially since um honestly, never mind was uh you know the style that it was, and some and people were kind of like you said missing the the act the like the hip hop hip hop stuff, so he it made the right move it just being a collab album in general was also a good move because it, it gave him the opportunity to like kind of play a little bit more. Cause it's like, it's almost like there's less writing on it. There's less expectation whenever you're doing something like a joint album. Cause it's not, you know, it's not just solely your thing. So like, I think that that was definitely a good move. And, uh, and it sounded like it, like you said, it's Drake driven, but also like 21 inspired or something like, cause Drake yeah. is definitely like, he's, he's, a, he's a specific type of drake whenever he's with 21 you know what I mean? that's what i was gonna say uh if anything is it's the drake that 21's bringing out like um he could only have this sound like he has a different sound whenever he's with future um yeah a little bit more yes. clubby a little bit more strippery type type music um right and here you could definitely like see the 21 influence and i think it's for it's for the better like it's a solid album um and but you're right you're spot on with the whole like he's going in relaxed he's going in with zero expectations if it does flop it's like oh that's because 21's on it you know like he has that excuse that built-in excuse of yeah. it's, it could be mid 
because 21 is a collab album. It's a throwy to Lucy. And if it happens to be great, then you're just, that's just one, one for the win column when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. That was the way to go with it. Cause it's like, um, like you said that, you know, like a little bit more loose on it and stuff. And he doesn't, like I said, there's not as much pressure with it. And, and I think that benefits an artist is that big. Cause like, I think that they always have the pressure on them whenever they reach a certain level. So they have to do a certain thing. And sometimes they'll take risks, like honestly, never mind. But it's still, there's a like, a, a, you know, a whole lot of extra layer of thought that going into it. But something like this, it almost had like a mixtape vibe from the beats to the production and everything. Like it had that sort of mixtape vibe. And I think that's to its credit because like, I think it allowed it to be, like I said, just a little bit funner and allowed him to kind of do things that he doesn't necessarily do on his solo stuff. So, like, I think that that worked. Like, in terms of the beat selection, like, it was good to me. Like, there was nothing that was ever bad in terms of the beats. There was there wasn't a ton of a ton of standout for me personally. Like, in terms of that style, "Spin About You" was one of the the standout songs, but also the standout beats to me, just because it had a little bit more complexity to it. Um, but uh you know that kind of sparseness that that plays into like you said like 21's normal style so that the the beat selection was more 21 than drake but like you said the song structures are more drake than 21 and i think that that's a good combination like they can kind of do their thing like i'm not a huge 21 fan i almost like the idea of him more than i like his music like because i like him and i like the style but it's like it's not necessarily always my go-to, but it's reliable. You know what I mean? You always know what you're gonna get from from him, and uh, you know. And he did his thing on every one of these. Like there was nothing that was like not like him. Like he kind of yeah. says every once in a while he'll have a punchline. It's a little bit out of pocket, or he'll say something that's just particularly explicit. And you're like, cool. And he just has that sort of sleepy, almost sort of like cadence to the way that he raps. And it and it works. It works on the type of beats that he raps on. You know what I mean? So yeah. um I was gonna say type of lull you to sleep type type of flow that he has. Um, where he's not aggressive, he's not fast. It's just, I don't know, true and tried and um tried and true. Is that the term? Is that is that is that the saying? Tried and true, true and tried. But yeah, man. Um, and he brings that out of Drake. Like Drake was it was almost like lyric driven too. When whenever we say uh, you said about the beats, like nothing stood out. I think everybody was listening to the album and not hearing the album. Is that is that a thing? Like you you li- you're listening for the Drake bars. You're listening I know for exactly twenty one. Talking about yeah. um, and then coming with that, like you said, the punchlines and stuff like that. This was a very punchline driven album with everything that's coming out with with Drake and his his shots that he's taken with multiple people um, throughout the whole thing, uh, which is the biggest topic everybody's been talking about from the album, like solid album. It's good. It's Drake, nothing too crazy, nothing out, out of like, honestly, never mind or something different. So yeah, definitely wanted to speak on like some of the, some of the stuff he was saying and who he was saying it about with the biggest thing being, however you interpret it, what we can talk about it is the Megan, the stallion bar. This lich, this bitch lie about getting shot, but she's still a stallion. And then you know, of course, Meg, Meg got on online and started just clapping back and saying what she said. Immediately. Um, I 
I could see it both ways. I I would say when I first saw it, it's just it's clever and it's funny and it's relevant and it's not in good taste as far as like it's like one of those things where like we know what you're talking about, even though you say, Oh, it's not about that type thing. It's like, oh, I wasn't talking right. about her, but it's but it's clever enough to where it's just a jab. Like it's just like a backhanded slap of this is what Drake does. He does those little jabs. I don't know if he has beef with, with Meg. I don't know if they have anything. They have no relationship at all. Maybe he's just friends with, with Tori, or maybe he's seeing something. But then also, he just took advantage of the situation. Maybe he's talking about, you know, the BBLs. And maybe he's talking about, uh, you know, something different. Like, you know. That's what he does. And, and regardless of what it was, we're talking about it now. Exactly. Like the memes went out and the responses. So he knew what he was doing. It's very calculated. He's like, I'm going to throw this in there so they can say stuff. Yeah. I have a little bit of a love hate um, perspective on the way that he kind of builds those types of bars and references where he never completely comes out and says like in the name. Yeah. And he'll, he'll make it super obvious, but he'll still have like a double meaning like in his back pocket that he can say something else about. And it's like, sometimes it's a little bit frustrating because it's like like i want him to just call it out but for something like this particular thing i think it works and it's like he didn't need to call that out this isn't exactly like coming at push a t or anything like that you know what i mean it's like he just said a he said a thing and some people were you know like you said some people were saying it's in poor taste and they're like oh we're making fun of somebody who you know whenever a man shoots a woman and all this stuff and it's like i don't know they're they're soft. Like we grew up in the Eminem era. He made fun of everybody. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Sonny like it's Bono for hitting a tree. Like, <laughs> like exactly, exactly. Um, literally killed his mom in songs. Um, but it's like the, the like it's coming out of this hip-hop. person's mouth, and that's why like Drake's such a big yeah. pop artist, and not let alone hip hop artist. Even though he's playing the hip hop rap act actor right now, like he's playing that part on this album. Um, but he's still getting his pop type of thing behind him to where it's just like, oh, he's a nice guy, Drake. Um, and that's kind of how I, like you said, when you were talking about, like, I wish you would just, you know, come up and say something. This is just Drake being an actor. This is, I could see Drake calling Meg being like, hey, I put this on the album. You want to clap back at me? Feel free. I think we can start up some controversy. You can get, you know, you can get something going if you got something to roll out starting here pretty soon, but I'm going to throw this bar get hashtag it's yeah. all calculated. Like, this is what I think. So, and I don't know to see that, like he hasn't came out and really like said, I haven't heard anything about it. She's come out. I could see this all being a ploy and like calculated and he's going to probably walk it back here in a few weeks and say, sorry. And they're going to do a remix together. Like it's all, it's all fun and games. I think until somebody gets shot. Um. <laughs> right. Uh. Like, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And it's like, I don't know, like, like I said, there's nothing that's ever very rarely is something, you know, in poor taste to me. If it has like a little bit of a little bit of an artistic quality, even if it is something that's misogynistic or whatever it is, it's like, I'm not so sensitive that I can't handle that. Because like you said, whenever you say it's like him playing a character, like that's kind of how I view it. Like if somebody is a, a bad person in a in a movie, they play a racist, they play a criminal it's like i don't see them as being that in real life and it's just kind of a role 
Yeah. And it's like, you kind of get that from your rappers. That's what we grew up with. We grew up with just the gangster shit. And it's funny, like you said, that's a really, really good take on how, like, he's in his rapper bag right now. And then, but the, the pushback is going to be from like the pop fans, general public yeah. who aren't on that. Cause Tech Nine tomorrow could say that, could drop a bar where he says that, that he murdered a whole police station or something like that. And like, it's not going to make its way over into that. So the people who are listening know that like he doesn't necessarily mean it. It's kind of like part of the the narrative that he's doing or whatever it is because of the type of oh. artist he is. But Drake kind of, he doesn't have that luxury where he can write it off quite as easily unless he does the apology or whatever it is like you were saying. So yeah. that's which that's unfortunate for him because it like it can be a little bit more constrictive as an, as an True. artist. But But he went at everybody, so he didn't let it stop him on this one. And, and I even like, saw something later in the weekend to where it's just like, sorry, Meg, but we still riding with this album and we're still riding with Drake. Like, sorry, sorry about it. But um, we're not going to cancel him, basically, is what they're saying. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we'll get into some more like the the I Spice type of jab where she's a 10 trying to rap. It's good on mute. I, I kind of thought that he was going at Meg still, too, right there. I thought that was still Meg, too. But and the then, yeah, said, I Spice. Which that makes sense since it was like a whole a whole thing whenever uh, he followed her, then he unfollowed her, or whatever type of teen drama that was. But um, funny bar, straight up teen drama. You ha- yeah. you have to be on top of it to even catch that because that was such a short lived thing. But it was like he yeah. started following her or whatever. She dropped the Munch song, which is actually kind of fire. I I actually like her when before whenever I saw her before I'd even heard it, and it was like I was seeing the memes already. Yeah. I was just like, uh, but then I actually kind of liked her. And then I saw, heard some of her earlier stuff. I mean, not like she's been doing it forever, but like she actually has some bars and stuff. And like, and I, it was a little bit different from what I expected. And the Munch song was just, you know, kind of that, that sort of New York drill type beat and all that type of stuff. But that whole thing was weird to me. The, the teen after school drama of him yeah. following her, unfollowing her and evidently taking a shot at her this way did you see that she responded though yeah yeah i I did and i i mean again it's just (laughs) like i don't know it's just one of those he knows what he's doing that's basically what it is with 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 all this like going back to it the next thing was like that i'm seeing is the jay prince bar about you know kind of piecing it up with kanye and kind of did that for jay prince kind of thing and i don't even think he believes that bar like I, i think he's fine Kanye came back and said something about it, but I think that's just like him putting on his rapper hat and just he had opportunity to rhyme Prince with Spence and he was just like, you know what? And it just worked. It just works, you know? <laughs> For people who aren't familiar with that, so Jay Prince is, um, he's big within the culture and in the in Houston, that's where he's based out of. He's considered like an OG. And so he kind of like runs that. And, and lately he's always about like piecing it up with, you know, between people, because he has like a kind of like some kind of a gangster background. But um, whenever uh, Drake and Kanye finally started piecing it up earlier in the year, it was Jay Prince who evidently kind of uh, orchestrated that whole thing to get them to to bring some peace and unity, you know, because he's like a street dude and whatever. So Drake's bar was saying that he only did it for Jay Prince and then took a shot at Kanye, which is it, it's funny because it's like, no telling whenever this was actually recorded, but it's True. like it wasn't that long ago from the Drink Champs episode whenever Kanye was saying that Drake was the greatest rapper of all time. 
And like, so I didn't expect him to throw anything at Kanye, um, honestly, just because they seemed like they were cool again. And again, this could be a little bit older, but he also knew what was going on there whenever they released it. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Even if let's say it's several months old, he knew what was going out and he'd let it go. And it's like, you know, maybe they're not completely over it or whatever. Yeah. Kanye went on Twitter and was just like, Hey, I already gave that man his flowers. We're good. Like whatever. Like just kind of, which is funny because it's just like Kanye's looking for a fight literally with anybody, but, and then someone like sets him up for something. He's like, nah, I'm good with that. Like it's, it's in the past. Um, the irony of it, it's from a, a guy who's half Jewish after all the bullshit that he's been spewing left and right. Maybe that's why like, he stayed away from it, too. Uh, maybe that's why he's just like, not, nah, you know, I wasn't really talking about Drake. You know, I was talking about Meg Thee Stallion. Um, was, <laughs> it was the other, it was the other yeah, stallion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only other thing, like, he sh- takes some shots at Adidas. He takes some shots at Serena's, Serena Williams' husband. Uh, that was okay, pretty funny. What do you? Okay, yeah, I wanted to get your your perspective on that because that was one of the the standout things to me was just hearing those Serena because that was way more direct than he usually does. Yeah, like it, that's he he's normally like we were just saying like he's normally a little bit more kind of it's double meaning. It's not going to be necessarily obvious, but this one he actually like went out there with it. It's just weird. Like it, it's so I don't know. This is like the the cringy Drake of him saying something and then him being the most groupy guy in the world when it comes to athletes and stuff like that. And then him just being salty about the whole Serena relationship. And um, I don't know. It it was weird. It was funny. Like, I think it's one of those things he thought it was funny. He put it out there and like, what's he going to do type thing? Like a dude doesn't rap. He could say what he wants. I'm still Drake, you know? I'm, I'm him. He responded and it was kind of weird. So, cause Drake basically just called him a groupie. Yeah. And then the dude kind of called himself a groupie almost whenever he responded to it. Like, I don't know what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, it, You know what I mean? Like, also he won. Me. So he just like took the high road too. like, like he, he got Serena. So it's just, it's kind of, the, yeah. that's kind of all he had to do is just like confirm that he still was Serena Williams. Um, and then that would just make Drake just mad or salty or whatever. Um, Rare Drake L for yeah. for not being able to hold on to Serena. He, but what he should have done is like, that's the only thing is that his response was a little bit kind of goofy the way that he went about it. Yeah. Like he should have just been like, I'm with Serena and the Pusha album was better. Like whether he believed it or not, like he right. should have just taken like a really easy cheap shot. Like, but not so cheap to like mention Drake's son or anything like that, but just <laughs> right, just like wearing a shirt with like Drake's face on it or something like that, just so he he knows that it's been heard and he still doesn't like, yeah, doesn't care, acknowledge like, it, but but don't like make it look like it bothers you because like that's one of those things where it, it looks like it it bothers you and it's kind of funny. People don't play that right. Do you remember whenever Drake, this is some, I think we might have touched on it like on an older episode, this is earlier in the year, but whenever he like DM'd some random girl on IG about the something like, I don't know if he got into a beef with, with not an actual beef, but like a comment beef with this dude. So then he went to his wife and DM. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I remember that. I can save you ma or whatever it was. Yeah. That's what it was. um, Super ultra petty. 
hilarious, completely on brand, totally here for it. And like, I went and I looked her up and it was just funny because it's like, she got a lot of attention on her, her page and stuff, but, and, but her husband like kept trying to act like, like cool about it. Like he was trying to make himself look cool and it was just kind of goofy. And it's like, you have to play it a little bit different. Like you have to have a sense of humor and, but you can't do it in this way where it's like, um, I'm masking the tears with my laughter sort of <laughs> right. thing. Right. Yeah. Like, like the the weird awkward laugh, just cry laugh. Just like <laughs> yeah. uh, just hit it with the, the kawaii laugh. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't really do, go that route. So th- that's kind of what I felt like Serena's husband was doing a little bit on yeah. that one. But, but even it, like, I mean it's whatever. I'm you mentioned with it. the ice spice thing, like her response was at least I'm a 10 and it's just like that's how you want to respond it's like what do you yeah. think about the Drake lyric and it's like hey at least I'm a 10 you know I'm getting this money like whatever Drake said my that name that was dope yeah yeah what it is. don't act like you're you're bigger than than Drake because you're not you're just objectively not so like just playing into it like I think she did it right I think Connie did it right but considering where he was just like it was almost like if somebody were to like start dissing you in class or something and you know like telling your yo mama jokes and you're like dude i was just trying to yeah. i was just reading man like i brought my <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's drop it's deer day it's drop everything and read day like you know i got my pajamas and i got my my goosebumps book i was just minding my own business and like th- that's kind of the that's another good way you can approach it if you're somebody who's famous like kanye and you're not going to try to come back at him and you know it's a little bit exhausting that's a right. rare Kanye semi W considering that, you know, yeah. the year that he's having. So <laughs> right. like, I thought that he, I thought that he played that right without really going anything too far. Cause he's done the petty stuff before multiple times. He's poopity scooped his way through, uh, <laughs> through plenty of, of Drake drama. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm here for it. Like I like the random shots that he's taking at people. Like, even if like the Serena one, that one seemed a little like almost uncalled for. But that's right. what makes it kind of funny and entertaining is whenever it's a little bit flagrant. That's like, yeah. you didn't have to do that, but I'm kind of glad that you did. <laughs> yeah, it's like he did the the whole Chris Rock thing, like the whole, um, you know, making fun of Jada. Everybody knows it's a joke, except whenever your husband's in the front row and then he can walk up Hilarious. and literally slap you in the face. Uh, it's just like, ah, man, you're just, you're making, you're, you're, kind of being mad at a rapper that's just being a rapper if you're mad at the whole situation with meg and anything else and it's just yeah. like you're being mad at a comedian for being a comedian like just don't tell his joke let us let him rap his lyrics like whatever roll with it a little bit you can acknowledge it but don't let it look like it hurts you yeah and and just kind of roll with it and if you're a rapper then either throw it back at him with some bars or something like i don't know i thought meg played it the wrong way like don't act like a victim and stuff like that like not saying that she wasn't necessarily a victim during the whole tory thing by right. any means like if she if she did get shot like i don't know it's you know it's what? whatever the perfect response on twitter would have been whack like just a, a twitter whack that's all she should have said and then that could have just been fine she could have took the w there it just been like whack that's wacky three three out of ten yeah, <laughs> or just, it just like and not name anything. Do the Drake thing where it's like, are you talking yeah. about his album? Like, I just said three out of ten. Like, 
That's just yeah. right. that just that's just what I'm talking about right that's now. That's whenever that's you go right. back at him about like not being able to satisfy a tennis player or something like that. You know, that's when you hit him like lower to where it's like messes his ego a bit. You just don't like play the victim, like you said. Anyways, that's the Drake recap album. <laughs> Nothing about any of the songs, more about his lyrics. Um, it was fine. It's a good album. I might go back to it here and there. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it does. Uh, I think it was. I was going to ask. 400k your rotation yeah yeah i mean it's doing some hella numbers not Mm -hmm. quite taylor swift numbers but that's a slightly different conversation but uh it's doing some of the biggest numbers for a rap album this year i'm gonna have to listen to it a few more times to get anything in the rotation nothing on the initial one was like oh i gotta go back and hear this song um so but that's kind of how like um what a time to be alive was it's kind of how like if yeah. you're reading this it's too late like you kind of have to just sit on it for a few and then i mean i'm gonna go back and listen to it because it's drake so something uh, we'll will see. stand out i mean yeah. it's like i mean like in to a certain extent it's kind of like a lot of his, his last several projects yep. were kind of like that where it's like it the standouts may not be obvious or they may there may not be like a standout it's like you just kind of like sit with it a little bit and then the stuff that will kind of rise to the top that grabs you like if anything middle of the ocean was like probably my favorite song on it and it was like really drake and it reminded me of early drake so yeah. like that one could definitely enter the into the rotation and then, like i said spin about you just because i really like the beat and like they both did their thing with that type of beat so as far as the rest of the songs like not to say that they all sounded the same but they had like a i mean they had there was like the common thread between them all just yeah. being what it is so i'm sure it's gonna there'll be some things that kind of just start to grab attention. If like, if I listen to it more and just kind of throw it, you know, throw the random on and hear it. But yeah, like I said, not my favorite album, but I, like, I don't hate it. Like there was nothing bad about the album by any means. Like it, it was, it, you know, he was barring some people up. I'm here for all that type of stuff. So it's pretty much more just like a matter of taste in terms of the style yeah. of whether or not you're really going to, going to be with it, but it did everything that it, I think that it was supposed to do and more like with all the controversy type stuff yeah like and for yeah. what it's worth I, I thought drake rapped pretty good like as far as like a rapping ability like his he put on yeah. his his rapper hat pretty good and he did his thing like i like that that uh like we talked about his intros and stuff kind of being in that same um realm of like slower and kind of you're listening to lyrics and he's dropping bars here and there like i like that drake so um something will probably stick out here and there when on the re-listens and someone or the rotation but for sure we'll see what he does next because he's kind of he has a like a blank canvas he can kind of do whatever he wants yeah he's at the end of his contracts he's doing whatever i still don't understand the album title of her loss but it just makes sense it sounds like a drake thing so yeah what was the whole connection of it It was just like he put out um was certified lover boy Honestly, never mind her loss. I don't know. Some like some some somebody on Twitter connected the dots and put all that together. Put it all together. Um, and who knows with Drake, it's probably talking about something else. Possibly entirely. That's some that's some real Taylor Swift shit to start putting in a bunch of like subliminal meanings behind everything. But maybe maybe Drake is the male Taylor Swift. To some yeah, to some degree he is. Um I still think he has one, one more classic left in him, but it wasn't this one, but not, not bad. 
but it wasn't supposed to be like exactly. not like this. I think that what he's I don't know if he's going to come back immediately next year. I think it would be dope if he took a year off, did a little bit of touring and then hit something really hard in 2024 and like made something that was you know concise but full and really hit all the different points of, you know, barring you up, giving you the, yeah. drink, the pop drake that you want. Like I think that he's think that he's capable of it and i think that he's likely going to do it yeah what i'm hoping for is he's in a relationship right now and it's kind of on the rocks and he's about to get hurt and then by this time next year it's cold cold in canada and he's just cold. he's about to just you know release his next classic and it, it only comes from a hurt hurts you know point of view when it comes with drake Bring out the best in them. Heartbreak Drake. You're, you're, you're in a mix. It's about to go, but I'm about to go down. I know you're going to dig this. Back again with another installment of the Fresh 15. Where we play 15 seconds of greatness. And then Chris tells me how much he loves it. And I tell Chris how much I love it. And then hopefully y'all go listen and y'all heart it and y'all keep it in y'all's rotation. And y'all tell your friends, oh, and this podcast to listen to, they play really good music. You should listen to it. And then you send them the songs we send and music everywhere. Good music everywhere. That's all we're trying to preach. That's our sermons. You can even take it, like, if you want to take credit for it and just be like, yeah, I was just, you know, digging in the crates, yeah. the virtual crates online, and this is what I found, and I have really good taste in music. You can you can steal our taste in music if you want to, and you just want that credit from your friend group, your peer group, you know, your family, and uh, you can send these songs out because, like, they've all been bangers so far. Uh, have you been going back through some of them on occasion? Oh, like, yeah. In the playlist? I'll, like, heart them and then, like, Usually with my liked songs, I'll just like play them. Or that's like my go-to yeah. with the music league thing is I'll go through my liked songs because I was usually for yeah. intentions. But um, yeah, man, it's all been just certified, certified fresh. Yeah, so you sent me this band called Led Zeppelin. So new to me, new to me, but... Brand um... new. No, <laughs> no, real, fairly underground. They're from uh, from Eastern Europe. And uh, yeah, just trying to put you on. I'm excited. I've never heard this. Oh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, let's get into it, man. You sent me um, this artist. Her name is is May, M A Y E, and uh, looks more like you maybe R and B, maybe you know, just definitely a, a singer, not a not a female rapper. Um, the song is called Dot Dot Dot. Yours, which I really like that. I'm a big ellipsy person. Is that what it's called? Ellipses? What's the three yeah. that's called? Yeah. Um, I do that quite a bit when I when I message. Um yeah, I mean to the drama. you have anything to add to it? The the album art's pretty cool. It's just like a vintage old TV. It says yours on it, it has like some glittery streamers in the back. It's very 80s. Um I don't know how I came across it. Like it was definitely a Spotify recommendation. And, you know, like we've talked about multiple times, Spotify is really good for just 
inserting additional music that fits into the vein of whatever it is you're listening to once that particular album playlist etc comes to an end i don't remember who i was listening to at the time because it's a little bit different like so this particular artist um she's from venezuela and the first song that i heard from her was all in spanish but mm. it sounded and but this song isn't she may have a little bit of spanish in it i don't even remember but she has like a like the style of it is a little bit softer. It's like an indie pop is the best way to describe it. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's vibey. It's a little bit different from what, uh, you know, what we've listened to on the pod at least. But um, this particular song, there's several songs of hers that I liked and she doesn't have a ton of music, honestly, um, that, that's, that's available for streaming. So she's fairly, fairly new to the game. But uh, this particular song, like I said, it's one of the most low key of them. It's up tempo, but low key. And I just, I like the hook and it just kind of sticks with me. And she has this sort of like soft ethereal approach to the singing. And um, like I said, she can go between English and Spanish like really, really easily. And some of the songs, they do it more than others. And it's not like, it's different. We mean you kind of talked about that like in our own private messages preparing for the pod in terms of music where it's, where it has that sort of thing that's going on. It's a little bit unique where it'll be like Latin artists that were born in America speak both languages equally as fluent. So there's not one that's more dominant than the other. And they'll write music that actually goes between both languages. And it's, and it's dope just because it gives you a little bit of an extra dimension to it. Like they'll even rhyme English with Spanish words. And like yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's fairly unique, but it works with like with people like us who like don't necessarily speak a ton of Spanish, but understand a little bit of it. But then, you know, like primarily it's going to be in English. And it seems like almost like they had a similar kind of upbringing. You know what I mean? If I'm not not to dig too deep or anything like that, but it's that sort of that sort of thing. You know what I mean? They're American born, you know, Latino, Latina artists. But uh, yeah, like um, I'm excited about you hearing this because it's just a little bit, I said a little bit more low key, but it's it's a vibe and it's been on a constant repeat since I came across it. It's about a year, year and a half old, so it's not not super old. But, you know, it's fairly new, but it's not brand new. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Yeah, man, that whole setup was nice. Now I'm even more excited to hear because kind of not expecting her to be Latina. She is very, I don't know, she's light skinned. It almost looks like she has like reddish hair, but it could just be yeah. the filter. Um, so that whole setup was great because now I'm just more hyped about it. So let's get into it. seconds in the lead in the build haven't heard her voice yet but i like in where this is going let's continue
nice, man. I dig it. It has like a, um, I wouldn't even say 80s type 90s vibe. It just feels like, and maybe it's the video that's like the looping video that kind of helps it a bit, but it just feels like very, I wouldn't say underwatery, but kind of just floating. And uh, it's like a nice, good calm, good. easy listening the nice little like tempo to it she has a good voice um the hook yeah. is is the, is the best part of the song like you said it's pretty slow moving towards the first verse um yeah. and then the the hook comes in or the chorus comes in and kind of brings you in a bit and you kind of nod in your head and you're kind of feeling it a bit it's good it's good man it's good um it's just good music good easily easy listening music throw that on anytime cooking cleaning in the car yeah. by yourself, it's kind of windows down. I, I dig it. It's good. Nice, nice. Yeah, because it has that like cruising in the car, like at night sort of vibe to it. But like you said, even cleaning around the house and stuff, because it's not too like the key that it's in and just the delivery of it is softer, but it is up tempo. So it's not too far in any single direction. Like it's not so soft that it's like, gonna be like a you know a slow driving type of thing um but it's also not so up tempo that it's like you know super energetic so it's more like just throwing it on the background and that's why i've been i've been listening to like this song in particular but there's like three or four songs of hers that i've been listening to on constant repeat and they have all kind of a similar vibe they don't all sound exactly the same by any means but and like i said some of them are in spanish which is dope like her spanish is really really clean sounding and it just um it just adds a little bit more depth to it. But um, like I said, it's yeah. just kind of vibey. Like uh, said, it's almost eighties. Another take back. on new wave, like another take on like new wave type type music, almost with a yeah. Latin spin to it. But um yeah. I dig it because I love that music. Like I, I listened to some earlier today and I, I'm gonna send you a couple of bands actually. Uh one in particular, which I've been debating on whether to put it on um the fresh fifteen, but right in line to what you're speaking of there are kids that were born here that have latino uh latina influence like um i think they're from mexico actually um and they do the whole new wave singy and then they'll transition to some spanish and they'll go back into english and it's almost the same thing that like you were saying and there's yeah. a few there's, there's like a couple bands i've been listening to that do that exact thing and it kind of sounds like this type of genre whatever they're forming it into and it's a mix of different ones. So there's really can't really put a label on it, but it's cool, man. It's, it's so hard to think about not knowing full, like being fluent in Spanish, but being able to yeah. like rhyme different languages is crazy to me. And then pulling it off where it sounds so yeah. good. is just like, I don't know, mad props to them because like, it's something that, yeah. you know, you really uh, can't know until you, you actually do it which is i don't know the musicianship into it is just crazy yeah it's like a really specific thing because it's like because like when you know we've talked about like your bad bunnies and artists like that ozuna whomever like they might have a, a couple of english words in there here and there but it like it's 99 percent spanish and um you know which is dope but that gives it a certain sort of approach to it and it's funny that like a lot of these artists that are similar to this 
um, like Maria Isabel is another one that I sent you. And she does some of that where she pivots back and forth between English and Spanish. She's Dominican, I believe. And it's just like a, a different sort of thing. And it's funny that it's like kind of almost like softer indie type music that's yeah. doing that. Cause it seems like Spanish, you know, Spanish speaking rappers, like if they're really fluent in both languages could do some, some really cool stuff pivoting back and forth. Like you said, with the rhyming words and things like that, just cause it does add a whole other layer. Like you're, you're, you're doubling vo- your vocabulary. So it's like, there's the potential to do a lot of stuff with it. But there's a lot of artists that like that. Danny Ocean is another one um, who sings in both English and Spanish. And, it, you know, there's no accent to the English. There's no accent to the Spanish either. So yeah, it's, it's just like dead yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. So then it's like whenever they can do that, it just adds a whole other layer. And, and it's it's cool because you, you also hear not just within the language itself, but you hear more, you know, you hear a lot of diverse influence in the style. Because yeah. it's like you do get some of the Latin stuff, but you still get a lot of like American type stuff. Like this one has like, like you said, that sort of 80s, 90s, early 90s, like synthy pop type stuff. It's a little ethereal sounding with the way that, you know, the reverb and all that. And it, um, yeah, it's just kind of a vibe. And whenever you add in the, the additional language stuff, um, it just, it kind of elevates that to the next level. But yeah, and you touched on I'm something that's like that. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. Um which is great because like you said something that kind of got me thinking about like uh the whole influence of like different languages and like doing the crossover of English and another language let alone like Spanish which is just easy because we're so close to it here in Texas we hear it a lot um but the acceptance of it is the biggest thing for me um it's so kind of different from when I was growing up and whenever you hear like a Spanish type crossover it's almost like it labeled it and put it on a lower bar than like pop or anything like in the main genres it's like oh this is spanish so i'm not going to really take it too seriously like they're never going to be the biggest pop artist in the world like they're always going to be a niche type thing and then with like all the you know the bad bunny influence and all that reggaeton uh but then even like these artists now that are putting their own spin into different genres like new wave and indie and they're throwing their kind of language in there and doesn't have to be Spanish. It can be other ones. Like you, you did the Korean one. I heard a, a, I don't know. I heard an Indian one the other day that sounded really cool. It was just rapping in all the different language and throwing in English words. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this sounds good. I have no idea what he's saying, but it sounds good. And it's just yeah. like the, like we say with like just having the music at your fingertips, like everybody's been influenced by the same bands almost. Like we all grew up in the same childhood type of, era and like you're just getting getting to see that right now with like these kids from a latin background growing up in america but having the luxury of listening to a um i don't know like whatever michael jackson type thing or even like just different indie pop artists like alana del rey like and stuff and they're like putting their things into that instead of something else you know instead of being so just like driven by the language and sticking to it they're like oh now i'm gonna do both or i'm gonna do both really yeah. well and so that's just really cool just fresh take on everything yeah i agree it's like they can just do what they want and i think that's part of like the whole internet culture of everything at this point where it's like they can just kind of find their lane and they can do whatever they want so it leads to really sincere music and then it's going to end up finding its audience because there's going to be people that can relate to that type of stuff so last thing before we throw to your song is the 
um she does have a she has a tiny desk from a year ago i didn't even realize this so i've been listening to her for a couple of weeks now and um when i was just youtubing just searching around and she has a tiny desk from right about a year ago this is one of the songs that's on there um like i said she doesn't have a, a great deal like a huge catalog but i mean it was enough for her to do the tiny desk and it's really stripped down it's like whenever there's they're still doing their home series and all that and um and, and it's really good but it's cool going through the the comments and it's like 50 50 between english and spanish and it's like mm. there's no you know it's there's it's not combating with each other it's just like they're all getting from it what they get from it there's going to be english speakers who don't understand understand the spanish parts but they appreciate it and then vice versa there's going to be spanish people who or spanish-speaking people who don't understand the english portions of it but they still get the vibe of it and that's the thing about really vibey music that it kind of lends to that sort of thing where you can do that. And, um, and the, 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 the particular tiny desk performance is good just because it's like it's even a little bit more stripped down than that, less reverb, less production to it. So it's like even that much more raw and uh, full band and everything like that, but still it's sort of that, that more type of uh, raw presentation. Um, and it's good. And you can hear just like that softness in her voice. And it's like, She's not reinventing the wheel. She's not trying to go out there to be the, you know, the greatest lyricist of all time, uh, you know, type of thing. It's like, this is what she does. She does it well. And uh, and I like it. It lands. Sweet, man. That went to a whole different type of tangent, which which I'm glad. It needs to be spoken. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. I enjoyed it. And you said the, you said the old golden words, tiny desk. So I'm going to go watch your tiny desk. Tiny Desk approved, like that's a that's its own thing. Yeah. Like they know what they're doing. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited to get into yours, man. Like, so this one pulled up, and you kind of set me up. Yeah. So this one is I sent you a song. It's called "So Caught Up," and it's by the Teskey Brothers, which are it's a blues rock band from Australia. Um, two brothers are kind of the lead. Uh, their last name is Teskey, so obviously. Um, and yeah, man, they have like a, I mean, I said it blues rock band, so it's going to have some some soul and some funk. And um, I, this song in particular came out in 2019 and I heard it in 2019 and I've had it, you know, saved and it's been in rotation here and there when I get into that type of mood. Um, and I, I had heard it over the weekend. It was in the background of a, a scene of a TV show and uh, I heard it and I was like, damn, that song's so good. I gotta, I gotta go, you know, make sure that it's in the rotation this next week. And then I was like, you know what? If Chris hasn't heard this song, I'm going to send it to him and it's going to be my Fresh 15 song. Because nice. as soon as I heard it in the background, I was like, damn, that's a good song. And I love that this TV show is using it in the background because it's just, one, it's a new show. Like, it just came out and they're using the song from 2019 and it's just like a yeah. pretty deep cut. And I came across it like like you did with the other one. So it's nothing to where... Um, Nothing special as far as just how I came about it, but organic, just organic. And it's a damn good song. Um, there's no way you're not going to like this song. I feel pretty confident in it. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Like you had mentioned like Australia, like first thing I think of is like hiatus coyote, like that type of thing. Like they have a lot of that. I don't know why, but they have this really good, like funk influence to some of their, you know, to some of their music that's like full bands and things like that. And I can, I can really dig it. And it's cool whenever it's a lot of times it seems like just music from other countries is a bit more sincere anyway, because they're already like somewhat limited 
mm-hmm. you know, compared to like an American artist to the point where it's like, you know, I'm never going to be Drake, Taylor Swift. So I'm just going to make the music that I like. And yeah. it's like, it's almost, I'm sure it's almost kind of freeing in that, in that sort of respect where it's like, they're just going to do that. And I see that with a lot of different countries just across, you know, across the world. But, and if it's like one yeah. of those things to not like put it on a pedestal, but like if you can make it all the way to the U.S. with doing whatever you is you're doing at your in your backyard, it's like you made it to the U.S. somehow. It's just like damn, like you must have grabbed at least you know so many pe- x amount of people and got it to That's the U.S. Impressive. somehow. Yeah. So it's impressive, like you said, uh, they're able to do whatever they like to do, and it still is catching with people. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's spot on. It's like it is impressive whenever they're able to do that, reach an audience that they wouldn't otherwise normally do. And like you said, hearing it on on a show or something like that, that's kind of the best because that's like that means that somebody who's already creative, who's yeah. you know, part of the creative process of that particular show, is like this is gonna work. Like I don't know if anybody's heard it, probably not, but this is the perfect song to fit Dude, this particular yeah. scene or whatever it is, and. I think yeah, you just I like that approach. You know that like that light bulb moment. I think I'm just actually going to drop everything, quit my job and try to just be a music putter and scener. Like that's going to be like my it. job. I want I want that job. I'm just going to put music in scenes. That's all I want to do in life. Um but yeah, excited that's to our, hear you. That's our calling. <laughs> yeah, excited to let you hear this. Um Let's get into it. All right, let's check it out. first 15 seconds i dig the whole groove of it it has like that kind of staccato like drum beat to it um that's really dope like the visuals in the little looping video on spotify it's just like them playing the instrumentation even down to the album art like it has almost like that vintage tattoo sort of vibe with with the way that they did the banners and stuff like that yeah and it it seems to match so like it definitely has my attention let's let's see what's up so damn good dude like i absolutely love that like every aspect of it so a few things so like in terms of the structure it's cool it starts out with the it starts out with the chorus basically and it's like the chorus is grabby but then it goes into the the verses and it's like that's even like more of a grab than the than the chorus itself so they yeah. they you know the arrangement is really strong the way that they did that because it yeah it and it's almost just like in. he has the the card in his hand like his voice yeah. is Chris Stapleton esque to where he has the angst, he has the emotion into it to where he can kind of yeah. form any word into like grabby. Like that when he when he does it and you said he starts out the hook and the hook's nice and mellow, and then he gets into yeah. the to the verse and he's just like kind of putting it on. And then 
the different aspect of the musicianship is too is like you hear some horns you hear the piano you hear the guitar you hear the drums and it's just like all of what you want to hear it's just like a good bluesy gospely uh country-ish um rock band and uh his voice is is really the driving factor of of what makes it so great too so um it's good it's not it's not overdone in any sort of way like the like the instrumentation like you said even though there's a lot of layers it's not like it's the wall of sound sort of thing it's still like it, you know it gives you a little bit of each of those sort of aspects that make up the song in the best way and like you said his voice just ties it all together the way that it's produced i always get into those sort of details cuz it just sticks out to me like it has that sort of vintagey sound to it that i really dig that you know a little bit more raw it's almost reminiscent of like leon bridge's first album like songs like better man that that type of thing so maybe not like full analog gear the way that he went with it but it's kind of in that same sort of vein um in terms of the production but just with a little little bit more of you know like the leon ridge's album sounded more like a little bit older than that this sounds like kind of the next generation after that almost Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit more funk to it but like you said, it has that bluesiness. His voice has that sort of bluesy funkiness to it. It's almost like, like this isn't to sound negative at all, because I mean this in the best sense of the word. It's almost like you were to stumble into like a band that's playing at a bar yeah. like, type thing. And it's like the absolute best version of that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's like, exactly kind of how I pictured it too. It was just like... You, it's almost like you, the Mayor Hawthorne type thing that we talk about. It's like yeah. wherever, and you hear this voice, and you hear the, the the music behind it, and you're like, "What the hell is this? Like, like this is actually really damn good. Like, why why isn't this? Why isn't everybody listening to this? Like, this is this is great. This is great. Like, like forget your yeah. pop songs, forget your TikTok songs. This is what people should be listening to. Yeah, you're like this is actual musicianship. Like you hear this at the um at the live music night at whatever bar that you're going to drink at yeah. and you're like whoa i came over here to just have some beers with some background music and now i'm focused on the band yeah like, that's exactly what the the sort of vibe is and again i mean that in like the in the utmost respectful way because it's just like it just sounds like people making music that they want to make and it's um and they they just land so well they're they're all playing their parts like i love that have you gone through more of the the album and the catalog or yeah uh especially when this album came out i went through more of it and it's more of the same i will say like this one's the more type of i would say more bluesy like like yeah. my sound uh into it it can get a little country and get a little folky at times uh which is fine like yeah. i would i would expect that just all the layers that we we talked about on this song that they can go in that direction so um there's more like this but it does shift into a country folk type type of a sound too so um that could turn you to a whole different thing um if you're not looking for that so you can be kind of turned off if you were introduced to him with this another song you're just like ah uh, maybe not but this one was the first one and i'm like oh Fair hell enough. yeah i'm gonna go into it more and they do have some good songs um and yeah they're still they're still going and uh i have to check out some of their newest stuff because i haven't went back to them in a while and just that tv show sparked it and i was like oh man that i remember this song it was a great song need to go back and and check some things out without knowing anything of the scene that's set up it's like i can see how that would be a really good song in a scene where it's like a transition type of song or something like that or like a montage type of clip because it's like 
there's just sort of like a slight sadness. He's talking about being caught up, yeah. but like w- with almost like this driving kind of thing behind it. Like it's almost like it's overcoming the, the feeling of getting caught up. Like there's, there's it's, it has a lot of like, there's a lot of like themes and emotion yeah. kind of behind the sound, I'm, even for the lyrics. If I'm remembering the, the scene correct, it's a guy or a girl at a bar kind of drinking their sorrows away and this is on in the background of the bar while like the bartender's kind of serving them up and they're kind of thinking whatever happened in the previous scene type thing of something, yeah. you know, within the relationship going south. And uh, it was just like, yeah, that was like the, it was in the background of a bar. So perfect setting, what you just said about it being like the best uh, of that type of setting. Um, yeah, it's perfect. man. It's a good song. Yeah. There, I, I want this to be playing on the jukebox, like the vintage jukebox, next time yeah. I'm in the bar. If I am drinking solo, kind of <laughs> just getting over my my sorrows, my struggles over a, like a nice, um, I don't know, just like a. This is a what the soccer coach, the soccer coach went to his local watering hole, and he's just thinking about how he got caught up in in the soccer world, and they were undefeated until they they weren't and. You got caught up. Excellent pick. 